1: Hello, welcome to You Are Going To Be Fantastic. My name is Jenny Ryan. I am here alone with Note and today. She is off um, writing a chapter for a novel or something. Um, so I'm interviewing uh, another comedian by myself. Last interview we had with, uh, Dylan and Dustin Williamson, who are two twins who are comedians here in Saskatoon. Um, and we... During our interview, we sort of disparaged a gentleman by um, insinuating he was a bit too much of a misogynist. Anyway, he contacted us and was like, you guys, I have a name. If you're going to talk about me, please out me with my name. Um, and so then I, I and I was like, you know what? It was uh, it was perhaps an unfair characterization of you. So I would like to interview you because you were actually a very nice guy who's actually been very supportive. Um, so he's here right now.
0: Yeah uh you're gonna say my name yes. yeah <laughs> yes, yes. i'm
1: going to say your name well how about you say your name
0: uh, i'm wolfgang and uh yeah i outed them and i'm not misogynistic
1: okay so your name is wolfgang is that is that your actual name or is no. that your comedy name that's
0: my comedy name that's a name that i i developed over time
1: so what is your actual name well do you want to say it or no
0: Yeah, it does does it matter, though.
1: No, I guess not. No. Okay, so Wolfgang is your comedy name. Yeah. So the story of how we met each other was you contacted me, Mm -hmm. like, two years ago, um, because you were running a room, you were running something called the Sunday Struggle, which is a great name for an open mic.
0: I'm keeping it around just in case, you know, something else comes up on a Sunday. That's... Sunday Struggle. struggle. Yeah.
1: So you were running the Sunday Struggle room, and you were finding you only had dudes.
0: Yeah. Well, showing it, up to the open It wasn't mic. just that. It was just uh, comedy and Saskatoon in general. We had very little women right. ever in, in the time that I've been here. So I, I can't speak before I've been here, but I imagine it's much of the same.
1: Right. So you contacted because I have this improv troupe called Lady Bits. Mm-hmm. And you said... So we never met and you just contacted Lady Bits and you said, you guys should come out and do some stuff. So you were the first person to invite us to your, to comedy. So to that end, I should say that was great. Without you, we probably wouldn't be doing it. Um, So you played a very instrumental role.
0: Mm -hmm. And that alone, I actually feel should kind of banish this whole misogynistic (laughs) view because if I actually wanted... If I didn't I know. like women, then I wouldn't no. be like, hey, you know what this needs <laughs> yes. is uh, more women. No, no. and I'd... you've
1: actually been, I mean, you've actually been very well, you've never really said anything.
0: No, I try no. not to. So uh, uh, so
1: I, I, I do want to apologize if we painted you in an, un- well, yeah. un- in an unkind light, I, you're I, actually pretty great.
0: I know I have some uh, sexist material, but it, it is mostly mm-hmm. just directed towards, like, exes. And, okay. I, and that, well... I, it's more personal. I know <laughs> okay. I know, women, women feel strongly about that, but... That's that's where it's coming from my mentality. Okay is it, it's, it's just I have a singular person that I'm just like, uh,
1: okay. So now that we've got that out of the way, we've cleared the air yeah, and I will I say, women. you are my friend mm-hmm. and I I thank you for your role in my life. Um, right, and the, much of the same. The mutually. role of the other ladies in town. Um, the role that you played in the other lives of other ladies in comedy, uh, so now we need to get to the interview, okay, okay, so we need to get the disclaimer out of the way <laughs> so the the Usually purpose a lot longer, <laughs> the so. purpose of this podcast is we talk to people who are at least 30 or older and we ask them about what they thought they were going to be when they were little and we get to where they are now and how they <laughs> fucked up,
0: <laughs> basically. I love it, actually. What the, is... the title alone is what really caught me because I, yes. was, I was self-reflecting. I'm like, you were, you were going to be fantastic. I'm like, ah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yes. So um, before you were Wolfgang, mm-hmm. you were a 17-year-old, 18-year-old boy 23. No, no. It starts at 17. Oh, is that when
0: it starts? Okay. What, when you were
1: 17 and you were not yet Wolfgang, mm-hmm. what did you think you'd be doing at, you're now 31, 30?
0: Yeah. Uh, just about 31.
1: Okay. So what did you think you'd be doing when you were 30? What did you think was going to be your life? At
0: 30? Uh, I, I, it's been much of the same. I've never really had a, a life goal. I've always, I always thought I would be fantastic, but I never knew how or why. Mm -hmm. At the time, at 17, I was recently, like, dropped out of high school, and I had a job, and I was doing that, and I I had a few uh, demons at that time as well, we'll we'll go to say, since there's a little kid around, (laughs) but that's, I I didn't really have too much going on, I, I just recently got out of hockey, which I thought at the time, if we were going to fifteen, that's where my life I thought was headed. Oh, really? Yeah, and so you were gonna be a hockey guy. Yeah, well, I was. Like, Twelve years of hockey, and at that point, that's all I knew. And uh, and then I, I, you know, I, I kind of uh, adventured outward, and it things change, people change, uh, outcomes change, and then hockey was no longer that focus in my life. And I I was still unfocused, but I I knew there was something, and I started, I gathered interest in in music quite a bit, and I started learning how to play bass and uh, other things in in that area. So that was kind of my life for about five or six years.
1: So you dropped out of school, Mm -hmm. you didn't finish school, Mm -hmm. and then you were like, I'm going to play music for a while.
0: Yeah, basically, like most dropouts.
1: Were you in Saskatoon at this
0: point? No, I was in breton alberta
1: breton alberta yeah, where population Bretton? 500 people 500 people so what is it wow like you can't like move in with like were you still living at home
0: yeah my my whole family was there but they owned a bar in that town so, wow
1: you grew up in a bar in yeah, a small town
0: in a bar <gasps> I used to stalk the the bar before no. I go to high school which yeah it explains a lot of my alcoholism. My whole family's like, "Oh, I don't know how it happened." And they're like, oh, I'm like, "Uh, 15 <laughs> years old I'm stacking cases of beer and then going to school."
1: Wow. Yeah. So you grew up in a small town. So when you when you stopped dropping out of school what did your parents think?
0: No, oh, well they hated it, obviously. They they well, want, they all they don't... want better for me. Right. My, okay. my family they' they're decent like they, they they want good things for me I've just never been able to capitalize on their dream
1: Oh well yeah. that's a that's it something that happens to kids I'm very cognizant of that having a little kid to know I'm like I don't want to put my dreams on you I did not have you so that you could live my dreams
0: yeah actually that's kind it's of it's nice that you said that because my mom she did in a way because she couldn't be an NHL player. Yeah. And she had me and she's like, ah, you know what? You're going to be an NHL player. So, and my, my family, it's, it's hockey is very oriented in it. Like I, Oh really? Yeah. I have uh, like cousins that got drafted into the WHL and stuff and they left it for businesses and more important things. But yeah, that's, that's just kind of the family I grew up in and that's all I knew. And then I, I, I ventured outward and uh, I, I wanted to see new things experiment new things and then i realized that you know what maybe hockey isn't quite where i'm gonna be it never really was in a way i've never been that mentality that jog mentality i've just been me
1: so what ha- so when did you leave breton
0: oh jeez, i'd have been maybe tw- 19 19 and then i left for uh vancouver for a couple of years oh wait no i went to kamloops i went to kamloops for a bit sorry
1: Why did you go to Kamloops?
0: Uh, I was drinking a lot and I just kind of ended up there.
1: (laughs) You were drinking and you ended up in Kamloops? I kind of
0: ended up there. Like I, this place that I was working at, it was a hot tub factory. You were
1: working in a hot tub factory. Yeah. Where?
0: Uh, Thorsby, Alberta. Okay. Yeah. And I used to, I used to spray fiberglass onto hot tubs. Uh, mind you, I experimented into a lot of things at that point. Like my friends would be like, Oh, we're going to the city. We, we came back with this, and it was like, and we're at work. So it was like, oh, okay, let's do this. And Are we
1: talking about drug use? Oh, yeah. yeah okay. I didn't want to say it. I was, you, he, this, it there's kind of a, there, Wolfgang is being polite because there's a small child in my house,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: he is in his room playing with Legos and he's not listening. Yeah, he'd be like,
0: you'd care less. Even if he and
1: did. he'd be like, I don't know what yeah, this I means. I have no idea what you're so talking So feel free about. to say whatever you want to say. Okay. Well, that makes me feel As long better. as it's not misogyny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and i'm a pro at that <laughs> professional in every way uh but yeah no so uh, my friends would go to the city and they'd pick up some new things and uh, new drugs such as like ketamine and and cocaine at the time was new to me and we uh we would do it at work <laughs>
1: and spray the hot tubs and spray hot tubs. so there's like a whole lot of leaky hot tubs out there no and... they're really
0: good they're really good <laughs> they're like not. oh no i was jacked up i was so into it i was oh, like okay. i'm gonna spray the best hot tubs. Okay. i even i even broke a record at this company for like the most uh f- hot tubs sprayed <laughs> in in within a certain amount of time which is re- you were, I was and you're really, like i'm super high yeah and i was enjoying it because it was i don't know i found a way to enjoy that so why
1: did you leave this this lovely job where you were so successful and your drug use was a positive why did you leave
0: uh, because I thought I'd be fantastic. <laughs> oh, and what
1: did that look like to you at the
0: time? At the time, it just, I, I knew that a, a town of 500 people wasn't where I belonged anymore. Right. At the time, maybe it did for a few years, but anymore it was, I had to get out. So I, I went back and, um, like uh, Cam was, that was just a, like a three month stint. I had a friend out there and I went and hung out with him for a bit and I came back and then I left again for vancouver and that at that time was when i was like i'm gonna be a rock star
1: I'm okay gonna, i'm gonna
0: do this i probably owe some guy a thousand dollars because i told him i'd be on the cover of bass magazine so i hope he's not listening to this so
1: so you have still have time you're only 31 yeah, one. yeah
0: it's, it's still possible but that's kind of like it's taken a back seat. it was weird it, it was really strange how I, how i kind of came into comedy from music
1: okay yeah so you moved to vancouver and you were with a friend or like alone
0: uh, no, I had family, the family that I had oh, okay. in, uh, like I had grandparents and I had, uh, a mom and stepdad and, uh, the mom and stepdad moved to Vancouver. So I kind of went with there in that direction. <laughs> then I moved out. Okay. It was like I had a, a base that I could at least.
1: Okay. So you find yourself in Vancouver living with family, mm-hmm. trying to be a musician. <laughs> yeah. And that was, that was not, didn't work out.
0: Well, like I moved out and I, uh. And I kind of, I lived with a friend for, or actually on my own for a while, and then I joined this really sweet band uh, called Harlan Mercury, which you couldn't find it if you looked for it, and it's a shame, because those guys, they don't like social media, media, oh. and uh, I can't find them, which is, like, we have a demo that we've, we've spent money on, we recorded it, and it got us a ton of gigs and stuff, and yeah. uh, they were cool. A friend of mine was just like, oh, this is like acid, or like Nirvana on acid, and there was a lot of good hype going with that, but... You know, we, we just broke apart, and then I moved uh, away from that, and I, I kind of just went back to my parents' house. I think I was, like, 22 at the time, and I, and I stayed there for a little bit, and then I got into comedy, and then... So
1: you got into comedy in Breton?
0: No. I've always been into comedy, so to speak. Like, uh, this one guy... <laughs> this is, this this will come off racist, but this is a small town of 500 people... Yep. Of, all white people yeah. and it, we had a black guy come in and like we, it was huge for us we we're just <laughs> yes. like wow this is amazing there's like, a black man in our yeah, white town in our white town so we're like we're all trying to like hang out with him or something yeah, yeah yeah and we had a bunch of mushrooms with us at the time so we're like come on bud we got some mushrooms he's like cool what was he doing there i really don't know he had a friend <laughs> But that was it, and I don't know. Like he was definitely tripped out because like this is a town full of white people. Then they're
1: it. it's like they're acting like they've never seen a yeah, black person and we before. We really
0: haven't. We have one black guy, but he's kind of like a white guy. That's okay. how he's treated. Okay. Anyway, so this guy he uh, he said to me like we ate a lot of mushrooms and it was like three in the morning and we're like staring at grass you know, under a light and and he's I'm cracking jokes. I don't even know what I'm saying. I couldn't repeat it again. But he just looks at me. And he's like, dude, you're like. You're like the White Chappelle, man, and I was like, oh, awesome! I think so too, and I was just—I never thought anything more of it. I was like, yeah, sure. I'm cracking mushroom <laughs> jokes. Sure, everybody's gonna think. Everyone's it's funny. the White Chappelle when they're in yeah, mushrooms. Everybody's yeah, everybody's the White Chappelle, and uh, and I never thought of it, but then. Uh, uh, I can't remember the question that we were going for.
1: Oh, just uh, how did you, like, what happened to, like, how, and you said, I, I oh, wanted yeah. to know how you became a comedian, well, and you're it, like, well, I've always kinda, been a comedy. I think
0: you planted a seed in, in right. my mind. It right. was there, like, I never, I saw Harlan Williams on, on Comedy Central when I was younger, and, and it baffled me, I was like, how do you be funny, I don't get this, I don't right. get this, right. but then, I guess I ate too many mushrooms one day, and right. kind of got a grasp of it
1: so you were in Vancouver you were in this band the band kind of fell apart and then did you just like stumble into a comedy club or no
0: I I kind of stumbled into music for a little while longer oh I, wait
1: you meant you you went act your parents
0: yeah 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 I was still there and I was uh I was stumbling around with a, a good friend of mine uh named Adam Turner who we, we we've done tons of music together we have a project called Dick the Owl which is it's I don't know it's weird music for it to say the least, and um so I was playing with that for a while, and then we broke out because we we're just like, we can't we can't do this together anymore. and at the same time, um I was lost at that point. I was like,' okay, i'm I'm like sleeping in my parents' basement. Yeah. Like, oh, my band is gone. My dream I don't feel is any more my dream.' Yeah, And uh, I was, I remember I bought three bottles of red wine. Oh no. Yeah. And I was just sitting there and I'm drinking and I'm drinking. I think I'm like one and a half deep already. And my sister comes down and she's a couple of years younger, 10 years. Jeez.
1: She's 10 years younger than you? Yeah, me? she is.
0: I remember she was born on my 10th birthday. And, oh. Or, well, not on my birthday, but. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Um, But yeah, she came down and I was drunk and I'm like, you know what? You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do Comedy. I'm going to do stand Connie, comedy. I'm going to get this monkey off my back, and I'm going to do it. And she's like, all right. <laughs> sure, do whatever you want. I don't care. And I'm like, okay, cool. And this girl that I was seeing at the time, she worked in this um, this mystical shop. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a good place to get laid. All because right. Once you walk in, they're just like, oh, he's meant to be here. And, right, yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's the way I take it. But anyway, so she messaged me that same night, and she's like, Hey, we're having this huge deal... On uh, on everything in the store, it's fifty percent off. And at the time, I was really big into like incense and and stuff like that. So you were
1: twenty like, two. Yeah. Yes, we were yeah. all big into incense too. <laughs> yeah. We, yep. we,
0: we all were. Everyone. You can't pass that phase. No. Yeah, or that age without that phase. I think
1: every white person has to go through that easily.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Especially growing up in North Vancouver, which is it's like you can you can't go a block. It's like a Starbucks. It's like oh, there's a mystical shop. And there's a mystical shop. Oh, there's a coffee. You know, it was it was weird, and uh, so I went into the store at like 7 p.m. after they're closed the next day, and I'm just going there for incense and stuff. And th- this girl I'm seeing, talking to her, and I'm having a great time. And this girl runs out of this room, and she's crying. She's like bawling out of her face, and she's like, "Oh my god, this woman, she knows me so well. She knows me so well." And I'm like, "Oh, like they're there, like." It'll be okay. You mean like a
1: psychic knew her really well?
0: Yeah. I didn't know there were psychics at this time. So all I saw was this girl running up, crying and saying these things. I'm like, well, okay. Like what's going on? And and the girl explains to me, she's like, well, we got some psychics too. They're also 50% off. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't they always though? Uh, But uh, she says to me, she's like, oh, well, why don't you try it? And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. know. It's fine. I just came here for incense and just to kind of talk to you. And she's like, well, it's only 10 bucks. And I'm like, ah. And I look at my wallet and I literally have $10 in there. Oh. Like, one $10 bill. So I'm like, you know what? Fine. And this girl's crying. I'll just, what do I have to lose, right? Sure. I got nothing else th- to do. And um, so I walk into this room with this old, old woman. She was so old and so drunk. Like, she was wasting. Oh. She's just sitting there like that. And the first thing she says to me is like, "Hey, do you know where I can get some DMT?" That was her first thing to me. What's DMT? Dimethyltryptamine. It's a it's a chemical that releases in your brain that causes you to dream. It's released when we're born.
1: Oh. And that's
0: it's. Uh, where
1: can you get DMT?
0: I... Actually, I lost a good friend. Well, he's not, like, I don't mean, like, I lost him. I don't know where he went. I think he, like, smoked the tea. <laughs> <laughs> now he's just disappeared. So he didn't
1: die. He just, no, he, like, lost
0: yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, we've lost him. <laughs> Nobody knows where he is. Like we should He's in a- the dream time. <laughs> he might as well be. He could be. It's like Twin Peaks. He's, he's Agent Cooper. <laughs> he's gone. And, like, I've tried to message him. I don't know if he's gone. But I, I actually, I still have some from him, now that I think of it.
1: Anyway. Yeah, anyway. She wanted to know.
0: Yeah, um, if I did. And, like, I, I gave her a, 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 she gave me her card. And I was like, alright. And, and I found my buddy and I messaged him later on. Like This is past okay. Past the time. But, um, I sit down and I can tell she's drunk. And I'm just like, alright. And I, I go in this straight face. I'm just like, I'm not going to give anything away. Just, just like this. And she asked for my birth date. I give it to her. And, um... She says to me, "She's like, okay, hold on a second. I just need to download this. I only say download because it's it's more hip for the time." And I'm like, "All right, sure, <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> like, okay, take your time. You know my birthday." And then she asks my name. I give her my name, and then she her eyes. Oh, they're so white from being so drunk, which was trippy to me. And I just sat there motionless, and she starts giving me these these outlines these stories of things one of them was being uh, i used to walk with jesus which was, uh, was like okay sure you know, so just, she's telling
1: you about like past lives
0: yeah at first she's like okay yeah you used to walk in this time you uh apparently murdered somebody in a past life and, and i'm living in punishment oh. which, which kind of actually hey
1: there you go it kind of <laughs> makes
0: sense to me like it, i'm like oh well, okay like it, it clicked when she said that I was like, Oh, I didn't, I still didn't give any, any, yeah. uh, emotional yeah. response or anything, but I was like, okay, well that, that could be anybody. <laughs> okay. That could be anybody. Yeah. And she's telling me these other things. Like I was walking with Jesus to, I don't know, repent my sins or some stuff like that. But she said, I, I, I walked with great people amongst all my lies and all that. And I was like, cool, cool. But then she stops and her eyes, they roll to the back of her head I'm not kidding. They, nothing but whiteness. And she says to me, You need to do stand up comedy. What? Yeah, out of nowhere. The only person I said this to was my sister while I was drunk at like two in the morning. Wow,
1: that's a very random thing for someone to say. It was.
0: And and to like, to be so intense about it, she grabbed my hand. She's like, You need to do this. And she's like, I I know these people in Toastmasters. Like, you can do this. Like, you go check it out. The first thing is free. Go try it out and i was like okay all right and do you think
1: she was like just working for toastmasters as like a ringer
0: i considered that idea but like, <laughs> like what benefit does it really have to like set yourself up in a i don't she says this to everybody you know? and, they just, yeah, and they all go and they all
1: she gets kickbacks yeah
0: you need to be a public speaker <laughs> that's what you need to be i'm like oh well, okay right. i guess but uh anyway a week mm-hmm. later uh i find that there is a toastmasters club and i go to it on a wednesday it's it, that's actually been a very significant day in my, my entire comedy career is Wednesday open mics. And uh, yeah, I go to this Toastmasters club and I, I go through the whole process. And I even had to get up and speak. They're like, oh, does anybody want to talk? And they like pointed me out because I, I don't know, I'm mouthy, I guess. And they're just like, oh, you, you have something you want to say. So I did and I made this crappy joke about uh, they they wanted me to talk about shoes. And I was like, oh, yeah, I like being a shoe because uh, it really... Brings out my my heart and my soul, which was kind of a crappy pun. Right. Yep. Yeah. It killed. It did really well there for some reason. Why don't
1: you use that joke now? No. <sighs> should bring it out.
0: I actually might. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of I like this because it's kind of a reimagining of my life, or not a reimagining. It's just getting back to, yep. to to the past. Yep. So yeah, and that same night, anyway, I leave that place and I have like two hours to kill before this my first open mic, and uh, I get there. And I'm sober, stone cold sober. Like, this. I even like meditated at one point. Oh my, yeah. you were a different man. I've, I very much was. I've changed many times. Were you times. Wolfgang
1: at this point or are you still, were you rather... I was
0: Dr. Wolfgang at this point. Dr. Yeah, Wolfgang. Yeah, the Dr. Wolfgang came when I was still playing music and we were we were all kind of just joking around about how many Wolfgangs there are in music and I was like, oh, I'm just going to start calling myself Wolfgang. And uh, everybody was just like, oh, you know what, that's... That's actually pretty good. I'm all. I'm gonna call you Wolfgang. And I'm like, I actually agree with this. This feels fitting. And then the doctor came in because of some twisted intention of of saving the world, and uh, as well as like an an homage to a Bill Hicks joke that I like. Do you
1: know what my little boy calls you? No. Puppy Wolfgang. <laughs> <laughs> is puppy Wolfgang over coming over
0: oh that's perfect I i'm like
1: gonna that. call him puppy wolf gang he oh. says
0: oh, i feel like a puppy i do
1: so okay so you you went to your first open mic mm-hmm. and you're like i'm Wolfgang and i'm here and i'm gonna tell the joke that the toastmasters got me that i told
0: yeah well i was there and uh i was so nervous i was i've never been so nervous for anything in my life and they they called my name and in like what felt like an hour I'm, I'm like deciding i'm like i can just run i yep. can leave they don't know who i am they have no clue i can just get out of here and go and i went up there i just my my balls were gone it was just it was just adrenaline at that point i was like well I'm doing it something clicked off and it was just like you're just going up there Right. And I did, and it, it wasn't a terrible set. I've had far worse sets than the, the first set that I've done. I've seen them. Yeah, I'm sure you have, <laughs> and there's many more to come. Uh, but, yeah, that was the first set, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm Dr. Wolfgang. And I never even really, like, brought any attention to that. Right. I just used it as the name, and I my material had nothing to do with it. And so it was kind of trippy. It just became a, a name. And then, you know, over time in that city, it became more of a villainous name, which I never really saw. Uh, the potential of until until it became the villain. i was like, oh, Dr. Wolfgang. Actually. You
1: were a villain?
0: Oh, yeah. On um, the
1: Vancouver comedy scene?
0: Yeah, by accident. They needed a Scarface.
1: Oh, no. So you did your first set. Did you, the other comics talk to you? Did you feel good about You, you must have yeah. liked doing it.
0: Yeah, I loved doing it. It was an instant high. It was just, it felt right. All, all the connections in my life. They it just... was
1: your next cocaine.
0: It was. And it's my only cocaine now. Except for when I do cocaine, <laughs> but that's few and far between nowadays. Uh, but it was it was instant, and it was it was still weird. Like I wasn't like all about like going and talking to people, right? And, and, but I just wanted to kind of get in and, and see what it's all about, and then leave. So how old are you at this point? Twenty five. Okay. Yeah.
1: So that was about five years ago, mm-hmm. and then. Were you still going to Toastmasters or were you just like, those are losers? Yeah, kind
0: (laughs) of. Well, they're going to be much more successful losers, but I was just like, yeah, you know what? I don't need it. Like I'm now on stage. I'm, I've already taken the first step that I I was scared to take that I didn't know how to take and I'm taking it and I I didn't look back.
1: So you did comedy in, in Vancouver
0: for three years, three years.
1: And what happened there?
0: Oh, that was, it was just a strange environment. I don't know, I, like, myself didn't click necessarily in in the mainstream area of it. I was still learning, I was still new, and I wasn't trying to be anything that I'm not. So, I, like, it's not always taken in the, in the greatest of, uh, of lights. Right. So it, and I was drinking heavily. I didn't I didn't understand that you can't just, like, drink at a comedy show, you know. It, it was, I would go there and I'd drink, and they're like, the lists are like 40 people long oh really so, like yeah. the open
1: mic there'd be 40 people yeah. so you'd just so, stay in there drinking waiting for your yeah. turn yeah and then by
0: the time your turn comes around you're already like mostly cut and there's like nobody there to even care about what you're doing yeah but like there's just a couple and they are like oh Wolfgang was drunk and it's, it's all fine and good but then I, I um, it happened to me at a, a, a competition that I went to uh-huh. where I, I showed up I went to go pay some friend of mine that I owed him 10 bucks from the night before and uh and he was bartending at the time, so I gave him the money, and then he just gives me this beer, and then I'm like, "All right, well, I'll drink. I'll drink one." And then like three beers later, and they're like big beers. And I'm like, "Okay, well, I gotta, I, I gotta stop. I got a competition. I gotta get to." And I go to this bar, and I'm early because I was, I was new, and I was an impressionable, and I was like, "I gotta, you know, I want to." be the first one there kind of thing. Yep. Sounds like me. Yeah. But I was (laughs) really early. Like even the host, he was there and I'm like, Oh, Hey, how you doing? And then he's like, I gotta go. I'm like, Oh, I guess I'll just sit in the bar for a while by myself. I think it was like an hour or so. And once I, once I get the alcohol in me, it kind of just kind of flows through me. Mm -hmm. But he's also like really, he takes a long time on stage, like in between comedians. So it's like it was might as well have been another 40 comedians. Wow. Yeah, and uh, you want me to hold this?
1: No, it's okay. We're holding the mic if anyone's wondering what's going yeah. on. <laughs> We're holding the mic up uh, to yeah. our mouths. Oh,
0: you. A microphone. Mad. Yeah, so anyway, so uh, it, it was taking a while, and I was drinking already, and I was drinking for a long time, so by the time I got on stage, I was already a mess, and I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't have enough experience, and uh, I just... I. Fucking embarrassed myself to say the least. Yep. yeah, it was it was a monstrosity. It's historically bad. It's a historically bad. If you go to Vancouver, you talk to like even certain people, they'd be like, "Oh, Jesus."
1: Really, they'll remember it.
0: Ah, uh, I don't know. I certainly remember it, and I hope they do.
1: So, so, but you kept going. You kept doing yeah, it.
0: Well, that was the that was the turning point. That was like a huge thing for me. Is it pushed me harder than I've ever been pushed? Because I knew I belonged there, mm-hmm. but I feel like that wasn't the the proper representation of me right but it didn't change anything i just it just pushed me harder to be a better comedian it didn't change my lifestyle i'm like oh maybe i should drink less okay Uh, so i did that and i've can i will admit for the last year i've been more lazy than ever but the the first three four years i've been on fire for that i have just focusing writing 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 even in in any chance I had it was it was insane
1: so what did your family think they've Um, been of all of this were they excited or were they like oh another one of your things
0: huh I don't know well my mom she's she's always been supportive of of everything that I've done right
1: um probably not the cocaine and the
0: no ketamine uh, but no she doesn't know about the ketamine but definitely the cocaine and things i could i could give her a list one day on her death be like well here it is mom yeah yeah uh no she's been supportive of anything she's just like whatever just just okay this yeah. is what you're doing now sure yeah. go ahead uh, my grandparents who have had a huge impact on my life they obviously want so much better than me they or for me so they, they but
1: you're yeah. only 30 like this is the thing you're not you have a lot of time oh maybe maybe
0: i do <laughs> i don't know I have a neighbor that's 86 and he kind of makes me wish like I don't get that far. <laughs> like all the time. Like I was talking to him today and I'm like, "Oh god. Like you're almost triple my age and it's like I I see the problems that you're having where you can't you can't walk. You're having a hard time like not telling the same story six times over again. So I don't know. So I'm like, is it that bad? Like I'm living a life. I've done some pretty cool things and I want to continue doing that. I don't want to die, but I've kind of, you know, at least, I don't know, before it becomes a time where I'm, um, I, other people have to like wipe my ass type thing. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to be in that position. I'd rather just live my life and then, you know, kick it sometime before it really becomes detrimental to everybody else even more so
1: during this part of the talking everything in this house has gotten extremely quiet including the four-year-old who has stopped playing and i think he's yeah. just listening like oh no <laughs> well, what it's, an interesting story it's gonna get worse yeah. i you mean we don't want to make it to 86 <laughs> um <laughs> so who is mommy invited over um okay so you <laughs> so yeah. you are at this point, 25, you're working hard, or do you have another job, or are you just 100% comedy?
0: No, I was working. I I was doing um, other jobs. I had focused work, and uh, it was like 9 to 5, and then I'd leave, and I'd, I'd get home for 15 minutes. I'd go and I'd do a show. I'd get home at like 1 o'clock. I'd wake up, and I'd do comedy again, which is kind of like hockey trained me for that in a weird right. way, which is kind of nice, but...
1: Did you um did you get your GED? No. Have you ever gotten it? No. No.
0: No. I considered it, but I don't know.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: That's about it. That's as far as I got to it.
1: Um Okay. So why did you leave Vancouver? Because at some point, you came back to Saskatoon. Well, you came to Saskatoon. You're not from here, so... No, we...
0: I was actually born here. Oh. So, coming back, yeah. But I, I left when I was, like, one or two.
1: So, what happened? You were on fire. You were doing well. You were writing all the time. You had a job. Well,
0: I wasn't on fire, like, comedy-wise. I was writing all the time. Okay. But it was, like, it was that set. That one set that really... It took a toll on my whole Oh,
1: really? Career. Yeah, like So, that, that one...
0: Like, it got to a point where I had to like start crashing open mics or like musical open mics to just to get stage. So people
1: on. just didn't want you on the stage.
0: Yeah. They wouldn't put me on what it. What did you I got, do? I got blacklisted by like the head guy.
1: What did you do? Well, I just, I, you just bombed really bad. Yeah, it was
0: really bad. I also told him to go fuck himself oh. on stage. Oh yeah. I know. I've apologized profusely, but I don't know. He, so you, he really, he really took that one.
1: So you were shut out of,
0: of so a, to speak
1: Vancouver's comedy scene.
0: It, yeah. We still had uh, the room that I started in. And that was still going and I was, that was my home. That was kind of my buds on Broadway type thing. That's, I was allowed there and I could do that. <laughs> okay. And, but it was to nobody for nothing. And I could also work clubs too. I was allowed to do yuck yucks and the colony mix and stuff. But yeah. it was just the local stuff that I was really kind of isolated. And if I did get a spot, it was not, not a good one, you know, and That's... not one that people see. So they, all they, yeah. remember, all they remember is like that certain moment.
1: It's interesting that you weren't allowed to like, That you couldn't come back from it. Like, because I feel like this happens... This happens in comedy where there's... It's very much like... uh, I feel like there's a hierarchy. There's, like, gatekeepers. Oh, there absolutely And it's very weird to me because I'm from an improv background where there are no gatekeepers. Everyone is allowed and everyone's invited and everybody's an equal. And Mm -hmm. so it's very strange because stand-up is like, oh, you mean you actually have to, like, get this person's approval? I don't see how... Why? I... That's, so it's so that's yeah
0: the mentality I had like that that's what I, I that's how I worked with it but it was that's how it is it's a massive hierarchy even in Saskatoon sadly which
1: is why I think it's so hard for women and for women to find a place to speak because if you're not it because if you're working against a hierarchy in the hierarchy I think it's harder to I, I don't want to say women aren't as good at fighting things because that's not true but I no. think it's what I, I think it's just if a hierarchy has a particular structure of how it works, it's uh, harder to break in. I don't know. I how think is
0: it? How it has worked here in Saskatoon specifically, I can see that. In Vancouver, no, they, that's okay. They're two of the same. They're they're on equal levels. They're okay. Too, I don't know. to an extent, I'm sure there's still some some level, but there's it's definitely a lot more balanced.
1: Oh, okay. So, um, is that why you left?
0: Well, I, because yeah, you just couldn't do the thing you loved anymore. Yeah, to an extent, in the way that I wanted to do it, I didn't Aww. want people telling me, and I didn't want to wait in line for forty people to get end up on last because that's where I was going to be. Yeah, you know? and I knew I'm better than that. And I I wanted to grow in comedy in it. Right. And uh, I had to get I had to get out of there.
1: So there are there are guys from Saskatoon who were in Vancouver. Did you know them at the time? Like Dylan, who we interviewed last time, was in Vancouver. Yeah, too? Yeah, Dylan,
0: I knew. I and did you
1: know he was from Saskatoon? Like,
0: no, I didn't. I didn't really know much about him. Like, we we spoke here and there. It wasn't anything. Like, we were, we're definitely a lot more connected, I guess, together in this smaller right. area. But at the time, yeah, like we'd see each other here and there. Maybe crack a few jokes. He'd see me fucking bomb, and you know, it'd be that. I'd watch him stand up there, not knowing what he was doing. It was it was it was cool. Where we started out kind of at the same time right. in, in the same place. And, and also we saw me urinate while wearing a dress one time and not many people get that. He's actually the only person except for probably like that one stranger that I think he enjoyed that more than he should have, (laughs) but I didn't know that. And I moved here and without knowing that he was a twin and the first show that I come to is there's Dustin sitting right at the bar, like five feet from the door. And I just, I'm kind of just staring at him like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> kind of creepily, like I'm ordering a beer, but I'm just like eyeing him from the side. I'm like, oh. And I, I, eventually, I built it up. And I was like, dude, do you, do you have a brother? And he's like, I do. And he's just so receptive. He's like, yeah, I do. I do. And I'm sure he gets that a lot. I'm That's like, oh, fun. I, and then
1: you found out there was a Dustin doing comedy here. Yeah.
0: There was. A, yeah. And it tripped me out. It really tripped me out.
1: So you came. Why did you pick Saskatoon?
0: Well, if it was put- kind of a pilgrimage home. Okay. I, like, I, I left when I was one or two, so it was kind of like, okay, I want to see where I was born and what, what what, it's like.
1: And you came here to restart, to reignite your comedy.
0: Yeah, in okay. a way. And I think I have. I think I, I've done a, a really good job of that. I've kind of found gold in a place you wouldn't normally find gold. And actually, one part that I heard that uh, Dylan was talking about uh, in the last interview was in in Vancouver, there's a very slim chance of getting... To work with Yak Yuck Yaks here, I've been working with them for the last year. You know uh, that would never happen if I was in Vancouver. That's another, right, like f- ten years away type thing. You yeah, know, it's a long, long goal. But here, it's such a small, small world that they uh, they're cool with it. But I, I've met the Booker, and she's such a sweetheart, and she's actually taken a liking to me, so she's willing to give me those opportunities. The opportunities that I never had or i never would have
1: right yeah it's funny because i did a set in at an open mic not an open mic it was a book show in toronto that i ended up getting on and i was just visiting my parents and when i was there all these other comics on the set with me were like well when are you moving here and i said i'm not moving to toronto and they said well then you're moving to vancouver and i was like nope and they said, "Well, how do you propose to continue doing comedy?" I was like, "I will do it in Saskatoon." And it was, it was. They were very confused because I think people don't. Re- and I'm like, "Well, I'm not actually gonna be a prof- like. I don't actually anticipate ever being a professional. But I feel like I could probably do things here yeah,
0: I that I could we-
1: never do in other places because because it is little and.
0: Or if anything, you're, you're gonna do a great job cutting your teeth here that will allow you yeah. to to succeed in these places if you were to take that road. Right. But that's really, my yeah, that's the polarizing kid wants thing.
1: kid wants to go on the hit the road and yeah take him out yeah. Go to Toronto seems like a pretty cool road. color at the bar. Yeah. Mommy's got to go tell some jokes, <laughs> but her sex life. Um, uh, like here's two dollars for an orange juice.
0: <laughs> Make sure to share your orange crowns with Wolfgang. <laughs> yes, yeah.
1: yes, yes. Okay, so you, um, now you're here.
0: Yeah, now I'm here. And, and you,
1: okay, so you started when you moved, how soon when you after you moved here did you start the Sunday Struggle?
0: Oh, that was two years. Okay. Yeah, that was recent. Like, I, I came here and there was two shows starting out, like at the same time, within a week that I moved here. Oh. So I hit the first one at, we used to have a show at Piggies with, uh, with Des and, and Junior and all those guys. Right. And that was the first one. And I stuck it out Went and then we got bods going and then I just kept going with that. And in like a month of being here, I met a a girl and we got serious really quickly. So that was like two years of my life. So nothing really changed in that. I just, I stuck with working with these guys and and great things happened. from I got to work with some amazing talents that I'm blown away that I've even gotten to share a stage with them.
1: Yeah. There's really good people here.
0: Oh, even out of town, too. Like, well,
1: and I think a lot of really good people come here.
0: Not as many as they should be. Oh, no. Okay. But no, they, they are, but it's like they, they came out for like the, the festivals and right. other things. They, they had reasons to be here. They don't just
1: come, right. oh. come
0: through. If they had a choice, I'm sure they'd just go from Winnipeg to Calgary. Aww. Yeah. So, But I got to work with these guys, and it, it was really lucky. And I learned, like, as long as I was doing comedy in Vancouver, it's, it's almost... Sadly, better to say that I started comedy here. That's where my career really kind of right. became comedy. So,
1: so okay, we have, and then the struggle—you stopped doing it. You gave up the struggle.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I started that at when this girl and I broke up, and then I started it because I got that—that's a whole other story. I got I got kind of isolated outside of the comedy group from, by Des because uh, I took a show that he dropped out of and it was for a friend and I was like well yeah sure there's an open spot I'll take it and she was just putting the show on for in a small town for her friends and family yeah and I'm like yeah whatever like we're friends I'll do this okay cool you know give me a hundred bucks whatever yeah and it was a good time but it and she even told me she said that uh she wasn't gonna advertise it at least with my image on it because it was tight at the time it would have done exactly what it did so I go to sleep and I wake up and next thing I know I'm out of the comedy group. I'm, I'm like,
1: what the? F-? well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like a gatekeeper. Like, yeah. So it's so weird to me. Like I, the learning the rules has been very strange. Yeah, it was
0: Des. It has been Des for, yeah. I don't know, at least a decade. Right. And so, yeah, he, he isolated it and I had nowhere to go anymore. I was just like, well, I'm kind of, kind of stuck here.
1: Right. And then I
0: decided that well it, i went to a metal show at the thirsty scholar
1: and <laughs> like
0: upstairs there was a metal show oh you know, yeah there's a lot of things going on there they got like paint nights metal shows it's just it's uh, it's so many different faces up there it's wow trippy. and as soon as i walked up for the first time i kind of i looked around and i'm not kidding i said i, I, I want to do a comedy show here and, and
1: then, it, then there was a drunk psychic in the corner who was yeah. like well, eyes rolled back this is the place <laughs> yeah. for you son and
0: she vanishes into the smoke yeah yeah you sure you don't want me to hold yeah, this? you can hold it. I, the I mic, feel yes. bad. I don't it's want you to be getting tired. Yeah.
1: Okay. So you, um, so you started the struggle, Mm-hmm. and then, but
0: I was at limited. I was limited with comedians. It was kind of just like a. So oh.
1: could guys come to yours, or did they have to feel loyal to?
0: I think the other there was guys. like an idea of like loyalty to an extent, but in, in time, I think I got a couple of them out there. But still, it's you know they're iffy. They didn't know which it. it that bothers me i'm like if you want to do comedy you yeah. do comedy yeah. there's no like especially in in my upbringing is like i yeah. had to make my own path yeah so i'm like you do it you do it there's a stage we have another stage that you can do it at so it was kind of a it was a sunday struggle every yeah. every sunday was a struggle and it, it was really fitting for the name but i was i was limited so I, I started reaching out i started making like ads and stuff i was posting on reddit Kajiji and all this stuff for like yeah.
1: Just, well, that's when you contacted us and you're like, come yeah. and do
0: your improv. I don't know how, like I had Dakota as a friend, uh, randomly cause I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure I just got drunk and like added a bunch of people and she just so happened to be one of the people. And, right. uh, I'd see like lady bits advertisements here and there. Right. And I was like, Oh, what's this all about? Right. And then uh, I just, I reached out. I was like, well, you know what? Like we need more women. And they, these seem like some people that, uh, would be interested at the very least. Yes. Or, just, what, what do I have to lose, right? Right. And I, I took it. And here we are now. Here we are now. Here we are now.
1: So then you gave up the struggle. Yeah. By which I mean you stopped doing the regular
0: show. The uh, struggle is always very real. But, yeah, I, I gave it up. And I'm happy I did because I think the Williamson brothers have done a phenomenal job with it. They've Yeah, really they took
1: something. it over and it's now the comedy yeah. lab.
0: Yeah, and they've, yeah, the comedy lab. And, uh... They're bringing in new acts all left, right, and center. Like they're they're kind of like taking the baton of my dream and yeah, succeeding with it. It's beautiful. I like watching it.
1: So what happens now to you? You are still don't have your GED. Still. That sorry, I'm a mom. I can't help it. Yeah, of um, I'm a librarian and a mother. When are you going to get your genie? Um, you are going to get a real job? When are you going to get a real job? Hey, you have a job. Your job is yeah. not a fake job. It's a real job. It
0: is a very real job. And I got offered a job today, too. You so. did,
1: at the liquor store. Yeah.
0: I'm surprised they didn't ask me sooner.
1: So <laughs> you have a job. Um, You are working. You are still doing comedy. Mm-hmm. You are, are you?
0: May mate.
1: Oh, yeah, you started another night. Yeah. You started a regular and you book comics and it's at Evangelis and mm-hmm. you book people and you pay people and it's not an open mic. It's like you, you. Yeah,
0: it's, it's booking. And it, like I wanted to, I made sure that I, it was a show that we could book the comedians with because, in all the time that I've done comedy yeah. it's, it's like the most crapped on art form that there is. Like yeah. You can, even in music, you can go out and play cover bands. Yeah. You know, and you get paid like a couple hundred bucks yeah. for just playing other people's music. With comedy, it's you get nothing. You're lucky to get like a whiff of a beer for free. So you I, know?
1: I, think what people maybe don't realize about you is that you're actually you're very resilient. Yeah. Like you keep doing these things even I, when you're shut out of things. You just find other place, other ways to do them.
0: I guess so. Yeah.
1: And the fact is, you were shut out, but now you're running a show, and people are clamoring to perform at Vangelis for you. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, yeah. Well, it's it's a good show, and like I like to think that over the time, like I've, I've kind of all the mistakes that I've made, that makes me a stronger person, is because I've already made a lot of the mistakes. So, what mistakes are there for me to make now? Like I've made a big portion of it. I think I, I can learn and and just kind of move forward in a smarter way, a more w- adapted and wiser way.
1: So what? What's going to happen? You're going to keep doing? Do you have other plans? Are you just going to do this for a while? Where Where do you think you're going to be when you're well? When you're 86, I think you you won't be here. But when you're, what do you what do you think is going to happen in the next 10 years?
0: For me specifically, what do you want
1: to happen? What do you think is going to happen? I don't know. Will it be more of the same?
0: I I I hope not. It's never it's never more of the same for me. That's one thing that's it's always been a different. Like I want to continue doing comedy, but I'm not sure if it'll be here or where it could be like my kind of my goal is kind of to leave to Calgary or originally it was Toronto right but I don't don't know it feels too far away but Calgary seems all right and I got some friends there so it might be my next my next stop but right now I feel very obligated for this and I don't I don't tend to look too far ahead and that's kind of worked for me in a way I don't like to plan too much right if you can tell with my comedy yeah yeah (laughs) i like to just kind of fly by the seat of my ass and just go so like right now i'm doing this that's it that's that's as far as i can really say is like we're doing this i want to extend more and and make more comedy shows like and it's helping that so many people are are receptive of it and wanting to do it like i felt that that was exactly what's needed it's a miserable city like (laughs) This is, this is the place that comedy should be pretty. We should be
1: making it yeah, here. Yeah, should. It's a terrible place. This,
0: exactly. Everywhere else. Like you're going to Vancouver. All you're doing is telling jokes to rich people and, yeah. and yeah. About quinoa and all that, you know? Yeah. Like, there, These people have real struggles. Like just, yeah. just having to deal with minus 40 weather alone is a hell of a struggle.
1: So, well, that sounds good. Like you, I feel like you are not going to be sitting in an apartment drinking wine by yourself forever. Well. I feel hopeful.
0: I think there'll be, like, stints of that.
1: Well, yeah. you know, everybody needs a stint of that
0: yeah, occasionally. Of I think yeah. your
1: parents should not be worried. I think they should be proud. <laughs> if Wolfgang's mom is listening, I think she, she should will. be... I'm she will. I'm sure she will. She should be very... Well, now she knows about the ketamine. <laughs> you just outed yourself. Well, if um, I post it
0: on Facebook, she'd be like, oh, Wolfgang, I, I love think,
1: this guy. I think that she should be very proud because you have done really... You're doing really good things, and I think you're a positive force. Um, so... Uh, I want to know, though, when you were five, (laughs) what did you think you'd be doing?
0: I believe I wanted to be a fire truck. Just a truck. Just a truck. (laughs) Just a mechanical vehicle. I thought I could transform from human to automobile. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was kind of it. (laughs) If you ask my mom, I'll give you this because I can't I can't give a justifiable answer of what I was thinking at five, 25 years. I can't even tell you what I was doing five hours ago exactly.
1: I think you were buying beer. Oh yeah,
0: actually that's exactly what it was. Oh how the mighty have fallen. I'm talking about the beer. But um if I if I were to ask my mom, she would have said I'd be like, Oh, you wanna you wanna own a Volkswagen and you want a family with like five kids and you want me to sit in the back seat and be with you forever. So you think that's a lie? Or that's what you would have wanted? I'm pretty sure I said that, but I was dumb. Oh, I didn't really... I was five, and I just like did love my mom. I did.
1: You do love your mom. <laughs> I do
0: love my mom. She's a sweetheart. And she's one of the first people laughing at like the darkest jokes I, I would ever tell on stage. I've seen it. It weirds me out, where I'm just like, Oh, man, I'm going to weird my mom out. And then I tell this dark joke, and she's laughing. I'm like, Oh... Shit, that's not the that reaction I was expecting.
1: What? I, well, I think that's that's very nice.
0: No, she's a sweet. sweet and what woman. I
1: want you to do with your mom, I want you to one day buy that Volkswagen and put your mom in the Volkswagen, and then I want you to drive to Breton, Alberta, and do oh. a show in the bar.
0: Oh wow! That's, that you used
1: to. That's, I think there should be a Wolfgang show.
0: Yeah, that should be a bucket list thing. Yeah, I like that idea. Do it. Yeah. Buy
1: that bar and start a, a comedy club my, in Breton, Alberta. My
0: grandparents already owned it. I had a chance to own this oh. bar. Yeah, I gave it up. I gave it up for my my dreams of, of being something. Like, oh. Anything. I gave it up. I could have been a millionaire. I'm not kidding. I was already like oh. in line. I was managing the bar already. Oh, yeah. man. Well, yeah.
1: life is full of regrets.
0: Well, it's. I think it's for the best. Like I was already an alcoholic at that yeah, point. So you it was like, I mean, yeah, you and you don't want to. Yeah. I don't think it would have worked out. Something would have happened.
1: Well... This has been very interesting. I've had a lot of people tell me they're like, I can't wait to hear the Wolfgang
0: episode. Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah, they were very. They're like, oh. what's inside that man's brain?
0: Well, I hope I didn't disappoint because I feel like there's still so much. Like we're just touching the surface. There's there's so many stories in between these years and and between the the five years of starting comedy into here. I think well, tell
1: me one more.
0: I think we. I don't know. I think we should just do an anthology of this. Should we? Should we just? Yeah. We'll,
1: we'll recap again. Yeah, I'll we'll be your this.
0: Joe Dirt. You can be my Dennis Miller, and I'll be your <laughs> Joe Dirt. and We'll just make money off of these crazy, outlandish stories that okay. I have.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll cap it off now, but um, we'll come back. We'll 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 revisit. We'll revisit again.
0: Okay. At some I like point that in the idea. This is fun. My this mom. Fun. We interviewed
1: my mom, and the interview went so <laughs> long because she's seventy two, and it took so oh, long, Lord. and we basically talked to her for about an hour, and then it. And then she was only 40, and I'm like, we got to stop, We're, whatever. So I've, I'm still waiting to record oh, geez. part two so we can figure out. Like, my mom had just gone to grad school. Like, she just figured out what she wanted to do it for. Oh, I like this. Yeah, so I she like was that. like, I, I didn't know what I was doing until I was 40. So, I like
0: that you're leaving these all on cliffhangers. Yeah, There's yeah. So much. yeah so I, we'll, I, I want to do a second one if, if you... Uh, sure. Yeah, just pick my brain and... Whatever way.
1: Okay, maybe uh, people can email me and tell me what they want to hear. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's actually a good idea.
1: All right, what what more do you need to know about Wolfgang? Um, like what his name <laughs> if, is? If we still don't know. Oh, you gotta pay for that episode. <laughs> okay, so thank you for chatting with me. Uh, my name is Jenny Ryan. You have been listening to. You are going to be fantastic today. We have been chatting. Oh, the microphone. We have been chatting with Wolfgang, um, a comedian here in Saskatoon please feel free to find us on itunes rate and review it's very helpful if people do that because it means other people can find us you can find us on facebook we have an instagram um you can email us and it is like y no yeah y w g t b f at gmail.com um please we're still waiting for somebody to email us (laughs) so i would love it if somebody would um tell us your story and we'll read it on air Uh, Maybe we could do a phone interview and you can tell us your life story. Okay, Um, so thanks very much for listening and we will talk to you another day. Bye-bye.
0: Bye.
1: Bye.